Welcome to PwC IFRS Talks, your source of all things IFRS, technical accounting matters, business issues, current standard setting and regulatory updates. I'm your host, Ruth Preedy. In today's episode, we're going to have a special Christmas edition of IFRS Talks. And to help me join in the fun, I'm joined by Dave Walters, UK partner. Welcome back, Dave. Thank you, thank you, and I'm looking forward to celebrating Christmas in this particular accounting way. <laughs> when I was doing the introduction, I did think, and shall I add in, <laughs> and useless Christmas IFRS facts as a thing that we're going to impart as part of this, but maybe not. Yeah. So what we're going to do, you uh, listeners, just in case you decide to <laughs> dial off now, is Dave, I'll, I'll get you to explain a little bit in a second, but Dave came up with the amazing idea of IFRS top trumps. So we're going to try and maybe play a session live, and then, but also impart some helpful IFRS tips. Yes. Um, and then I thought, why not let's get to know Dave Walters as well. So I'm going to ask him some random questions uh, about himself. So Dave, tell us how the top trumps occurred. Um, well, essentially, I was looking for a novel fundraising idea to, to raise funds for the charities that I was supporting as part of a trek up Kilimanjaro in wow. September. So back in May, was looking for novel fundraising ideas. Got involved in a Twitter conversation, as as as, uh, as all as social media types do, uh, with uh, with someone who had just visited the Lamborghini factory, which I commented was the best Top Trumps car to have in the car set of, of Top Trumps as, as a child. The the banter continued. Someone suggested, would it be a good idea to have some international accounting standards Top Trumps? Little did I know that Top Trumps. The company were, were monitoring the conversation. So when I said, yes, that's a great idea, I should get to try and make that happen, they sent me a message to say we can help. So a few months later, uh, on Friday the 13th of July... Oh my God, you I, remember very I precisely. remember it very clearly because I didn't do any work that day. Um, uh, I launched uh, IFRS Top Trumps on an unsuspecting world with a, with a, a challenge to uh, everyone who wanted a set to write me a poem, uh, a sonnet haiku or limerick about their favourite accounting standard and I duly got entries from all over the world. It was been great. That's amazing. And we, so in the studio today we actually have a few spare packets of top trumps. We do. So I think we're proposing that if you do actually get past the first minute of this recording <laughs> and listen further, if you're the first person to tweet Dave Walters when he shares this podcast we'll get you a pack of top trumps as well. Fantastic. That's going to be a good Christmas present. Come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. That's Christmas sorted, basically. Okay. Are we going to try and have a go? Let's, let's have a go. Okay. Between each one, I'll ask you a fun question. Fantastic. So, you ladies first. Oh, thank you. I've got high press nine. Whoa. Oh, no. oh, I've already lost. And I'm looking at the picture. I'm going to describe this to you. It says, James needs high press nine. I think there's a lot of pages, which I'm hoping is going to help. So, one of the categories is length. Yes. And that's what I'm going to go for. 631 pages. Is that accurate or did you just guess? No, I got, I got that information from the, uh, the ISB themselves. I, I, I wanted to fact check the, uh, the length of the standards. So, so, so Catherine Dunkersley at the, at the ISB confirmed 631 pages, which is actually the longest standard out there. So, you oh, have so one. it's a killer card. And it does say, you've described IFRS 9 as the big daddy of the accounting world. <laughs> it, is, 
It is. I've unfortunately only got IS41 here, the agriculture oh, card. That's my so the, the length of the standard is 54 pages. No, it's not so long. That's less than one tenth of, of IFRS 9. And here I describe it as Old MacDonald had a farm, E I E I O, and on that farm he had a complex fair value exercise. <laughs> e R E R No! There we go. So you won that card. Oh, oh well. brilliant. Now I think I was supposed to now give you a fun fact about IFRS 9. What fun fact should I give you? I'm not sure there is too many. Uh, so obviously IFRS 9 is in its first year. It is. Being effective. I tend to work with corporates rather than mm. banks, so banks obviously it would have impacted them massively. But I, from personal experience, think one of the hardest exercises for corporates has been the expected credit loss. I think it has been. Uh, and actually for, for companies, I think I would say don't forget the impact on standalone accounts. So, yeah. so parent companies that have got lots of intercompany loans. You know, I was talking to some uh, directors of companies here in the UK just yesterday and they said actually that had been one of the biggest surprises of the standard was the impact on, on standalone sets of accounts. Yeah. So the, the consolidated account impact was relatively small, but don't forget the impact in, in uh, entity accounts. And as a Christmas present, we've got a big old guide, it's huge, on intercompany and how it's impacted by our first nine. Okay, so first Dave Waters question. We're getting to know Dave Waters. <laughs> um, what is your favourite pastime outside of doing IFRS dog travels? <laughs> well, I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed trekking up Kilimanjaro uh, in, in the autumn and I'm actually going back to, to climb a mountain in Morocco over New Year. Um, wow. So I, I do enjoy... Uh, long distance walks and, and a bit of a bit of running as well. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've run a, a reasonable number of half marathons over the years. It can be seen plodding around. Plodding, uh, like No, no, no. There's no there's no Olympic standard being broken here, but uh, <laughs> it's great fun actually getting out and enjoying a bit of a bit of uh, rest and recuperation away from all these pesky accounting standards. <laughs> and was Kilimanjaro as difficult as you expected? Or did you sort of know it was going to be really tough? Uh, I knew it was going to be tough. I think the summit, uh, climbing to the summit, which was kicked off at 1.30 in the morning, uh, climbing through the night, it was minus 10. Uh, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. But the, the sense of achievement when you get to the top is, uh, is, is quite something. Uh, and going with the team that I went with, uh, we had a fabulous, fabulous time. Uh, they, I think they really made it. Having that shared experience, uh, sharing the highs and the lows of the week that we were trekking was, was just fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. A memory you're never going to forget. Okay, back to top trumps. Back to top trumps. Oh, I don't think I've shuffled mine very well because <laughs> the next question, the next one I've got is IFRS 8. Oh. I'm not sure how much of excitement we can get about segment reporting, but let's go with it. What shall I go for? I am going to say... Well, this is higher than I would have expected. Likelihood of tears, oh, yes. 57%. 57%, right. Uh, and so I have got IS38, the intangible standard. Oh, yeah. Likelihood of tears, 46%. Oh, really? So you've, you've won again. <laughs> uh, so you, you, you picked it. How the, did the you right determine kind of... likelihood of tears? Well, in... Is, is segments going to make me cry? Look, segments, I think the the likelihood of tears is a very subjective measure, obviously. Um, which I did, Has it been I, Yes, I tested with others and, and some of the more, uh, some of the higher ones that were certainly agreed with by some of my colleagues. It's likelihood of tears of either preparers or users or regulators. And yeah. uh, segments has caused quite a lot of 
fairly heated debate between auditors and um, companies over the years, so that's yeah. why I've, I've, I've boosted the, the percentage likelihood of tears. So you don't know who's crying, just general tears. Just general tears. Yeah. And I, I for as eight, are departing our wisdom, I would say from my experience where I would get into a lot of questions about what data is actually reported to the CODM. Yeah. So defining the CODM can be tough but I think when you've identified them it's what is actually reported um, that would determine this big it's a big old disclosure as well isn't it it is it is um, and it's uh, certainly a favourite target of of regulators and investors uh, actually because from an investor perspective it is perhaps some of the most useful information in the annual report what do management regard as the thing they're managing and how they perform perfect okay Dave Walters question number two I'll do a quick one uh, do you prefer tea or coffee? Uh, tea. Tea, don't. Tea. <laughs> Nothing else needed. Tea. I'm a coffee person. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. I've shuffled now. Excellent. IS19. Ooh. Pension accounting. Ooh. You've got a little picture. My boss told me this year's bonus would be easy to account for, as it's zero. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do all the cartoons for the for these cards. One of the things that Top Trumps were very keen on yeah. was to stress that you mustn't breach copyright when you're publishing photographs. So don't take photographs off the internet unless you have permission. Um, uh, so I thought, well, the easiest way of, of dealing with that is to do my own pictures uh, and then I'll probably give myself permission yeah. to, uh, to, uh, to, to publish these. Uh, but it was great fun. Very good drawing. <laughs> I'm not sure I would. Like, you can actually tell they're people. <laughs> Mine are more like, my four-year-old daughter draws better than I do. It definitely wasn't my skill in life. Oh, now I don't know what to go for here. Likelihood of tears is high. I think I'm going to, I want a different category, so I'm going to go complexity, mm. seven Ooh. out of ten. Well, IS okay, so, hard. so I've got IS 36, the impairment standard, Ooh. which is one that I used to be very heavily involved in. You joined in. us for a podcast on IS 36 before, I did, yes, um, and I, I, that also has a complexity score of seven, so you oh, now need to choose God. another category. Oh, no. So the categories you should choose from is either length, complexity, gestation in years, how long did it take to write? Likelihood of tears, as we've already discussed, or the very own category, Top Trump's Geek Score. I'm going to go for Top Trump's Geek Score. Oh. I don't know what it is. Is it out of 100? Yes. 59. Well, I think 65 for oh, impairment. Oh, geeky. Impairment's more geeky. I, I think so. Um, and that's simply... I like impairment. Sim- I don't think I'm a geek. Simply because it's quite complicated. So, you know, the, the impairment test... Whereas pensions is easy. Well, it's even more complicated. It is a subjective score at the end of the day. Um, but actually, you know, the, the models that I use to, to uh, support, for example, a value and use calculation and the changes that you have to make to the yeah. normal models that companies have for, uh, for their business and performance they expect over the next few years means it is quite, it is quite geeky. Uh, and then couple that with the complexity sometimes of the cash generating unit and what should be in my what should be in my recoverable amount? There's there's all sorts of questions there that I think make it slightly more geeky than uh, um, uh, than the alternative. In- it, it, actually, this is good timing because year end we always do a bit of a reminder on you know it's generally the time you do impairment tests. Have yeah. you got anything people should you know top tips for impairment? Top tips, um, certainly at the moment, uh, you know, clearly there's, there's probably a little bit more uncertainty around than there has been in the past. So have a good look at, uh, 
the assumptions you're making for your sort of base case cash flows and have those been sensitised for your likely outcomes. Sitting here in the UK at the moment, we've got a particular issue coming up in March next year as to you know, what our trading relationship will be like with the, with the European Union, but that, that level of uncertainty is not just us. Uh, and then if you have done an impairment test, don't forget the sensitivity disclosures. Um, there are some required ones in IS 36 if you've had a near miss on an impairment. Uh, and uh, indeed, given this is one of the more um, uh, volatile estimates that are in reports and accounts, don't forget the IS-1 disclosures on significant estimates either. It's a favourite yeah. target of regulators. Yeah, and I, again, I think all the sensitivity stuff, like I don't see that done that well. Or, like, I think that's something people could do better at. And I think it's also it's something, like you said, that easily attracts regulator attention because mm-hmm. you've got things like, oh, I've got the same discount rate across all of my you know, all of my CGUs and a regulator will automatically be like, are you sure? Yeah. Risk is exactly the same across your entire mm-hmm. business. So, yeah, I think that sensitivity uh, stuff is a tricky one. It is, it's a tricky one. Okay, so, question for Dave Waters. Yeah. If you were an accounting standard, <laughs> what would you be? I was going to say if you were an animal, would you be? But I thought, let's keep it accounting focused. <laughs> if I was an accounting standard, what would I be now? That really. I is. haven't told him these questions in advance, <laughs> by the way. Luckily, Dave's very flexible. That's right. That's right. I, I think I'd like to think I would be the interim reporting standard because I reckon I'm about halfway through my natural life. <laughs> <laughs> I've just turned 50 this year. I'd like to turn 100 and prove all okay. the doubt is wrong. Yeah, yeah you're going to focus I love that. Now, we've actually, I don't know how, but we've already been recording for about 14 minutes, so I don't know how much many more top trumps we're going to get through. That so, but it's been fun. I think we've had a lovely time. Let me, I'll, I'll do one more very quick Dave Waters question chocolate or crisps? Chocolate. Okay. I come from Birmingham, so Cadbury World oh, yeah. is just down the road mm. uh, and is quite a favourite. Love a chocolate. Yeah. If anyone wants to send me something, <laughs> <Yes>. go for it. <laughs> so uh, your Christmas <laughs> gift, you know, m- many people would wish for things like world peace, but actually you- you'd like a box of chocolates. I'd like world peace as well, <laughs> where everyone thinks I'm awful. Anyway, so uh, thank you very much. I hope you've listened past one minute. We've had a great time recording it. I promise you we will be back in the new year with some maybe more hard-hitting high-risk topics. But hopefully you enjoyed this. Dave, thanks so much for being My great pleasure. support and joining in. Um, this has been PwC IFRS Talks Christmas Edition. Happy Christmas! The preceding programme was brought to you by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP. This content is for general information purposes and is not a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.